1: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. All right, folks, we are going to um, kick in the ass a little bit today, and we need to talk a little bit more about being a little bit motivational. If anyone has, um, well, let me put it this way. If I want you to agree or disagree with me, 2020 has been one of the weirdest years ever in history, and because it's been such a weird year, there are more people than ever facing depression, self-limiting beliefs loss of confidence. And what we're going to do right now is sort of talk about sort of how to overcome all of that shit. Like, seriously, you know, when this first thing happened with coronavirus, I didn't, you know, we were all scared, right? We all were scared. We we're like, what's going to happen? Is the market going to crash? Is, am I going to lose clients? Am I going to do this? But we didn't sit there and, and ponder on like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We started creating new products. We started creating new services. We reached out to all of our clients and we did everything we could to survive and tread water during one of the most unforeseen times, That I can remember since September 11th, to be honest with you. So what we're going to be chatting about is just that. And who we're going to introduce in just a second is uh, somebody who's got quite a track record. Like literally she started out her real estate career at the age of 19. She just got done telling me she just built a damn subdivision. And I'm a little jealous because she's younger than me. She's probably about seven, eight years younger than I am. This chick's building fucking subdivisions. And here I am talking to all of you guys. So I'm a little jealous here. And what we're going to do is introduce our guest and she's going to walk us through really how she does this. Folks, people, uh, mindset, I believe, is everything. And when you can learn to love yourself and embrace your own strengths and or weaknesses and really have a clear vision as to what you want, it's just a matter of taking action, right? So that's what we're going to chat about today. And I think it's well needed, especially in the time it is. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and introduce our guest. But she doesn't like pronouncing her last name because... I'm going to say it right, I think, but she goes by the name of Stacy B, otherwise known as Stacy Baronfuss. Great. Did I get that right, Stacy? Yes, you did, Mike. <laughs> thank All you. All right. Thank you. I'm so happy. All right, Stacey, please go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and then we're going to get right on into this.
2: Yes. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. So I have been um, in the state of Idaho, still where I reside my entire life, and have been building my real estate career since, like Mike said, the age of 19. And I'm just going to go back a little bit before that time period. I had a pretty challenging upbringing and had a lot of chaos and was constantly, you know, needing to find the order in life. And at the age of 17, I was joking around with some friends and said, you know, i I'm going to just go out on a limb here and apply at the local resort real estate office. And I ended up being hired as an administrative assistant part-time while I finished high school, and that's really when, you know, my eyes were open to the real estate industry, and I saw a gap that I could fill, which was, you know, that client delivery and client experience based upon what I was seeing, you know, in the day-to-day, and so I started that, just fell in love with real estate, and then proceeded to get my license at 19, and along the way, you know, I really attribute my success to my rituals, mindset, motivation that I've built for myself because I didn't come from that kind of environment. And you know my my track record speaks to that in that you can truly create anything that you want in your life if you have the right tools to support yourself internally to create that inside out success, as I call it. So um, over the past 14 years, like I said, I've had a real estate team. I've been the designated broker. I've built a subdivision. All in an effort to show people the way and simplify things because real estate in and of itself is intimidating. It's a little daunting, you know, because there's so much to it. And so I'm definitely on a mission to simplify that so that everyone can build whatever it is they want.
1: Awesome. I love it. And, you know, you mentioned something really quick, and we don't have to go into this, but it sounds like you were sort of shaped and molded at an early age where you didn't really have a choice. I mean, um, you had to figure this stuff out on your, on your own, um, I'm assuming. And for those of us that have gone through rough patches in life, whether regardless of how old you are, at, regardless of whether you have it good or you have it rough, the same thing is going to apply. These rituals that we're going to get into are going to be required no matter what side of the tape you're on. Is that right?
2: That's correct. Yes, so, definitely.
1: So the reason why I'm, I'm saying that is because I don't want anybody out there to say, oh, well, you know, this isn't going to work for me because uh, I had this or I can't do it because I was born this way. No, 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 no. That's, you guys, that's your own self-limiting beliefs. What we're going to do is crush all of that right here on the show. So let's walk through and, and, and start with this rituals for success, right? 17 years old, you get into the, uh, you get hired and you get your real estate license at 19 years old. So I started at 22. I remember walking down Michigan Avenue, um, with a suit on and a week before I was doing keg stands with my fraternity brothers. And I was like, how the hell is anyone going to take me serious? And that was the biggest thing. So for all of those newly licensed agents that are very young, most of you don't even own a house yet. How did you get started with that? Because let's be honest, you're 19 and you were able to build the trust of other people. I did it at 22. There's a lot of people right now that lose, that don't even have the confidence at the age of 45. So let's start with this. And, um, I'm curious to know how 19 and how you gained the trust of people and what you did back then.
2: Yes. So, you know, at the core of it, like you just mentioned, it's confidence, you know, and I think one misunderstanding that people have is that confidence is something that, you know, you Mike, just you have, or Stacy has, and it's something that we had to build. It wasn't something that we were born with. We didn't come out the shoot. you know, fully powered with confidence and, and dialed in that way. We had to build it. We had to create these things for ourselves. And if you look at any amazing person in history, they were insecure. There are documented, you know, stories or examples of how they doubted themselves or, you know, fought depression or had challenges. And so I think that's the first thing is understanding that it's confidence and you have to build it in that, you know, what does it take to build that confidence and, a lot of times, you know, it's modeling, who do you want to become, you know, thinking about things almost like you, you know, are your future self looking back to who you are today. And I've even made lists of all of those qualities. And that's something I did a lot of when I was younger, because, you know, what makes you trust me is different than other trust, you know, other trust from other people. And so I did a lot of that. I did a lot of, who do I need to become to be equipped to treat these clients the way that they deserve and to be a top real estate agent? And then I also took it a step further, which was, you know, not only focusing on that confidence piece, but asking myself if I were in their shoes, what would I need to trust someone? And simple things like, communication, making sure that things are followed through with, details are attended to. It's all so simple. But if you connect the dots for people, it creates such trust in you. And if you can, you know, not only stop at that, the tactical piece of, you know, being a fantastic real estate agent, take it a step further and try to bring the hope to people and reassure people and be the leader for people to lead and guide them through whatever stage of the process they're in. And so the focus on those things really helped me build that because I didn't have it. I remember cutting my hair super short, which I don't know why I did that looking back because I didn't the, look like older, the mom, looked the mom, a lot younger. Like the mom cut? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a mom cut, but, <laughs> 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 but it no, was close. No,
1: That's funny you say it because I did something um, similar. I remember like my first showings, I didn't know my way around the city of Chicago. I, was, I grew up in the suburbs and back then we didn't have uh, Google Maps. We had a thing called MapQuest. So mm-hmm. I used to have to do drive the route the day before of the showings. Like imagine how big of a headache that was just because I didn't want the clients to not to see me looking. I'm supposed to know the market, right? And me being like, where are we at? Yeah, I'm supposed to be the expert. So little things like that. I used to study the MLS when I didn't have clients. I would go through it and just be like, all right, I need to learn the neighborhoods. I need to learn the pricing. These are little things that you do with confidence boosters. Um, Yes,
2: and that's something I did as well. You know, I I remember going to showings and it was a 10 o'clock showing, but I'd go out at seven or eight to, to drive the route, same as you, and just be able to, you know, be knowledgeable about each section of town.
1: So first, is you're saying, you started off by just learning your, your trade, like learn your craft, know it in and out. That's what people are really hiring us for. I mean, what the hell else is the point? Like you guys, people don't need a realtor anymore. They need us to confirm their buying or selling decisions. And if you don't really know what that is, I don't think you're going to be in the business that long. Let's get into these rituals um, yeah. because I want to know how you brought this out because you started at 17, 19, but you've had a brokerage. You've done all these like awesome, awesome things and you're still really, really, really young. And that takes a certain individual and it starts with mindset. So I want to go through and see what you've created here in terms of like this strategy, because maybe I'm going to start using it and who knows, maybe I'll build a subdivision next month. So let's walk us through all of that and let's see how that, uh, I'm curious to learn how this works and how you tackle something. And I'm assuming that what she's going to give us folks is um, almost like a a strategy, but laid out in a way that, so like for those of you who are stuck, like I want to be the top million dollar agent. Great. Follow this advice, or for me, I want to go out and do this. Great, follow this advice. So how do you wrap your head around a challenge? I guess we're gonna say, or go ahead yeah. and take it away because I don't even know what the right
2: Yeah, and this is part of, of what I teach and, and I call it the inside out success method. And what I've done is is broken down truly what I've had to do, you know, not even what I wanted to do, but because of life challenges, like what I had to do to get myself to the point, you know, that I could produce at a high level. And so what that looks like, number one, is identify what it is that you want. And this sounds very simple, but so often people are not actually going for what they want. They're going for what they think they can achieve. And so there is a distinction to be made because a lot of people are settling or, you know, doing whatever everyone else is doing. So it's really important to ask yourself, okay, what is it that I want and why is that important to me? What's really important then is to make sure and decide on that, not necessarily, you know, going backwards because you don't know all the steps. Martin Luther King said, you know, you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just take that first step. It's that idea. So that's, you know, step one. Step two is see that, like, where are you now and what's that gap? And Line out all of the things that you know you can do and then line out all of the things. And when I say line out, I mean list, make a list of all of the things that you think could come up, but you don't have answers to. Then write out who are the people that could help you get those answers or resources that could help guide you along the way. Knowing that is so important, but it's incomplete without the final step, which is seeing The situation and invoking the emotions that you think you're going to have once you achieve that goal and creating those now. And I'm going to just give you an example. With my subdivision, we thought we were going to be done in nine months, maybe 12 at the most. It ended up going for two years, too long. But in all of that, great lessons. But what I would do towards the end is I would imagine the buyers walking through one of the houses. And loving the house, because, you know, you get feedback. People don't like this. People don't like the backyard. I would see them loving the house, and I would think about how I would feel once this project is complete. So I made a list. You know, it's like I would feel relieved. I would feel free. I would feel, you know, excited to take action on the things I've waited on because I've needed to focus and finish this project. And so every day I would focus on that. And what's so cool is we learn that we are complete just as we are. And that is the magic. That's the secret. We often are going for these things in life because we think that we're going to be different once we get there. We're going to be happy once we get there. And if we can cultivate those feelings now and understand it's not outside of us, it's inside, then we are absolutely limitless. And that's my whole, you know, methodology to teach is tying this internal work in with you know high performing results and tying this all together. So, just to pinpoint these points. So, so step 1, what do you want? Step 2, where are you now? See that gap? Line out what you have to accomplish it and what you need and then list out what are the emotions you think you're going to feel once you achieve this goal and choose to feel them now and practice them. So, that is important from that results and performance side of things. So the other side of it is what I call the triple threat. And this is my daily practice. It's three minutes of conscious breathing. So that's the first step of the triple threat. And conscious breathing is my inhalation is shorter than my exhalation. So my exhalation you know, is double what my inhalation is. So three breaths in, six count out do that to set your phone timer for three minutes. The second thing is then write down three things you're grateful for. The third is to study your three top short and long-term goals, which connects you to what I spoke about earlier. And so this methodology is one that not only, you know, preps and primes your internal state so that you're ready to rock and roll each morning, but you are so connected to the person that you want to become that it happens so much faster. And I truly have to, you know, give this the credit to my, my path, because my path to to this is because of this practice, I have done a lot in, you know, in 10 years and 14 years, because it's this focus of, you know, who am I in this future state combined with, a calm, clear internal state that allows me to make decisions that connect to that longer-term result I'm going after.
1: I like it. Can we do a role play as like an agent, just so we of can course. give people some? So I want to pretend I'm a brand new agent. Yes. And uh, I want to go through. Well, I'll just say I'm under three years into business. You know, not like I'm up and running, but I'm not like set. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's go through. So I want to say where I want to go. So this is for all you guys, whether you're lending or not. So I want to be doing uh, twenty transactions a year, okay, and, and that's going to equate into roughly a hundred and I don't know, just let's say one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in GCI. That okay. is my goal. So I want to start with there. I'm going to write these things down. Yes, where I'm at right now is I did five transactions this year, and I might get up to ten if I'm lucky. Okay.
2: So what I would just ask, if I may. Is when you start to evaluate where you want to be. Is a lot of times what I see, and it happened with myself as well, is I was truly wanting to earn 150000 I was not taking out the taxes, the brokerage cut, and all of that. So just in the planning process, keep that in mind so that you really go for what, what you want because nothing is worse, I've experienced it, than getting to the destination and it not being. What you thought me, it was.
1: <laughs> let me ask you this though, by me starting with a monetary goal, am I already shooting myself in the foot?
2: Not necessarily. I think if you, we're we're at different places in our life in different times, right? If If we are getting into real estate for the money, I think there is a disconnect there because that isn't going to carry you through the hard times. I think that if you have a deeper purpose of you truly want to help people or you you know, want to make a difference in some way, or it could be something completely different. It could be revolutionizing how video is used in, in real estate. There's so many options, but I think it's really important to connect to that because the money is a byproduct when you help that, you know, a lot of people.
1: Yeah. I would think if, uh, for a lot of new agents, if they start with monetary, yeah, I think it's almost, cause they're not getting the feelings off what they want to feel because as a new agent, really what I'm saying is I'm saying, I want security. Mm -hmm. right? I want peace. I want stability. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if in that example, I was saying I only wanted to do 20 transactions a year, which is great for, you know, it's more than the average agent, but it's not by any means you're you're not going to become a multimillionaire. Right. uh, Unless you work in San Francisco. Um, Right. right? (laughs) So, yeah. But yeah, if I don't have my feelings first, so walk me back through the feeling part of this.
2: Yes. So just in this example, so that people can really take something away and put it to to use right away is, you know, when you are getting into real estate, check yourself and ask yourself, what is it that you're seeking? What is it that you're after? And I mean, nine times out of 10, you can see that there's a void in some way. It could be you want to prove yourself. You want to prove you're worthy. You want to matter. You want significance or to your point, you know, you want certainty, you know, variety, whatever it is. So the emotional side of that is the more honest you are with yourself about yourself, it just sets you up for such success. And so the emotion side of it could be, you know, checking yourself, I'm seeking this to fill what I'm seeing, you know, as a void in myself and understanding that that's a void only you can fill. And what are those emotions? You know, so let's just take an example of, you know, significance. You know, I want to go into real estate and make 150,000 because I want to matter. You know, I'm going to be significant. That's coming from the ego and it's not sustainable. It's going to crash. And so the energy doesn't come from there. Right. And so if you,
1: you know, see now I get it, that
2: connecting to your true, you know, they talk about your big why. And for me, that was like, God, that's so vague and, and big out there. I can't connect to it. And as soon as I was able to see, I was coming from trying to show my worth. Right. And it's unsustainable. It, it's never ending. It's a vicious cycle. So the moment that that came from myself, that was something that only I could do. Everything got a lot easier. And so I think just, you know, connecting to the emotion of whatever it is. So you're not coming from what I call, you know, like a suffering state. You're not coming from a stressed state. You're coming from a calm state, a true state, one that can stand the test of time. It doesn't mean that it never changes. It changes a lot over the course of your career. But if you can just get clear on that starting point, that's what I would love people to take away from this. You know, something that, you know, I wish I would have known going into it.
1: So is it safe to say that most people think they're doing something for the reason, but they're really not actually doing it for that reason? Right. So like when I say I want to make more money, there's really an underlying cause why I want to make more money. Right. If they're saying, I want to sell more houses, it's not because I want to make, or on the opposite, it's not because I want to make more money, it's because I want to be number one on the leaderboard. And I want recognition. Right. right. So figure out what the emotional feeling is first to the cause. Right. Before you do the cause. Now, when I take these emotions and I figure that out, now walk me back through that.
2: Yeah. So, so once you walk through that is There isn't anything to do once you see the emotion that you're trying, the void that you're trying to fill. That is a conversation between you, you know, and yourself. There isn't anything you have to do with that. But once you see that truth, you'll notice that it gets very calm and you can create very quickly. So once you see that truth, then we can go into where I am, you know, which is the five transactions. I want to go to 20. And now how do we do that? Then what I recommend is do not focus on more than three. If you can do just one source of lead generation, I recommend that, but choose at most three sources. And what I mean is, you know, either for sale by owners, builders, expireds, canceled, you know, social media, whatever that category is sources, as we call it, then, you know, who you're going to reach out to week to week and you're not flailing because there's so much that can come at you in real estate that if you have that focus plan from the beginning, you can really, you know, rock and roll quickly.
1: Well, most people have squirrel syndrome. Yes. And they see another object and they go on Facebook and then there's a new autoresponder and then there's the latest CRM and then there's this and all this. And you're saying basically pick out and be really good at X amount of things before you take on too much.
2: Yes. So once you do that, then, and this is part of what our our system is, we take, you know, the income you want to make, the source you want to focus on, and then tell you, you know, this is the number of people that you need to call based on conversions nationwide to equal and get you to that income goal that you want. And so that's the tactical side of it is knowing who to call, how many to call each day and the magic number to go from, you know, I went from 6 million a year to 32 million in just one year. And I just did 20 people. So 20 new connections every single day. I set two appointments every, every day. And that is what took, you know, the volume to that level. So
1: it's almost like disciplined action steps Yes, that as long as they're consistent, like you're going to make it. Exactly. And why do you think most people have so much? Because the way that you laid that out was very simple to understand. And it's almost like common sense if we think about it, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Because if it was, everyone would be doing it. So why do we get so freaking lost in all of this? Because you're right, is like the biggest thing I see with all these agents, like here's the one thing that drives me nuts is you see a lot of uh, real estate agents will, if you go on any of the Facebook groups, they spend 90% of the conversation talking about lead generation and door knocking and cold calling, all of these different, things that less than 10% of business originate from.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're,
1: they're constantly chasing these shiny objects and worrying about a lot of things that don't matter that sound really sexy, right? But at the end of the day, do they really push the needle? Most times, no. So how does somebody focus that? And what areas do you start off in? Like what what's areas that any agent can can utilize? And you're saying basically pick the three that you're focused with now or your strengths. Like what, what's your advice for that? If an agent's like, well, I heard one guy tell me, one guru told me Facebook ads then another guru told me to get on video, then another guru told me this. So like, what do you do in that sense?
2: Yeah. And so this is that inside out method that I was talking about is you know you best and we are conditioned in society to not trust ourselves. People make a lot of money off of, you know, other people, you know, feeling like we're missing something and and we don't know the way and, you know, don't misunderstand you need to learn certain things and mentor certain things and go through trainings to learn the business. But what I'm saying is that when you start, whether you're a new agent or a seasoned agent, if you focus on the things you truly love, not the Facebook ads, you know, if you are an outgoing, gregarious social person, do networking, do those I groups, you know, do those things that fill your cup because that is going to be what you believe in when times get tough and it's going to excite you, which equals energy long-term. And so that's what I highly recommend. Instead of following all of these people that are simply one step ahead of you, because they're also blind trying to figure it out, check yourself and go, what is it that I really enjoy? You know, if you're really into cars there are so many car clubs. I can't tell you the amount of high-end business one of my agents gets from his car club, that he goes to every Saturday, you know? So it's really important long-term if you can focus on those things. Now, there are so many amazing strategies out there that can be, you know, the gravy or the cream on top when you've hit all your numbers with your focus points and, you know, you can learn another strategy. But you know, nothing is going to replace no foundation. And that's really what we're talking about, right? Is we aren't taught in real estate of how to set this up. And that's why people are trying everything and not doing anything well. They're just trying to, you know, figure all this out.
1: I think you're right on. I think that 87% of newly licensed agents don't make it. It's four out of five. That's like four and a half out of five don't make it after five years in the business. it's because mm-hmm. you're right, most people are taught to do the wrong things or not necessarily the wrong things, but do things that are not right for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like, here's a perfect example. Like my first broker is like, here's a bunch of leads. He gave me the Glen Gary, Glen Ross leads, right? Okay. The ones that were like sitting on the books and literally I remember getting a <laughs> packet of papers this big and paper It wasn't even on an internet. Uh, software. And I had to go through and I started calling all of those leads very quickly. I'm like, you know what, this is what this business is. I'm not going to make it because I do not like cold calling. I don't like door knocking. I don't like interrupting anybody. Like I don't like interrupted marketing. I don't like any of this stuff. Like I don't want to know, get away from me. And I had to figure out referrals for me, which is always my thing, but you're right. It's, it's like, you got to sit back. There's a path for everybody in this business. Mm Mm-hmm. Because um it's just a matter of which one is right for you. Like if you're not a prospecting agent and you're setting yourself for prospecting, you're not gonna make it.
2: Right. You're, and a team might be a good fit for you, just right. because you know, there are those other positions within a team that just are whether it's a showing assistant, you know, or something like that.
1: Makes sense. Uh <laughs> any final uh touches you wanna add on here and um with anybody. If you don't mind, go ahead and give us a quick summary on this too walk people through these steps, how it works again real quick. And then if not, we'll get this wrapped up.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, just to summarize what we've talked about, because there was a lot is just to, you know, have these focus points of be clear of what it is that you want and don't talk yourself out of it. Or, you know, don't let your mind get involved and get off course or, you know, lower your expectations of what you truly want. So really go all out because you can achieve anything that you want. You just have to figure it out step-by-step. So, you know, figure that out, whatever the gap is, just know that there are resources that will show up when you don't have those resources. When I was building the 11 houses, I made the offer and I had no idea how I was going to come up with the financing, but I exhausted every option. And I found a lender that would do the ground, you know, work and also finance the construction. I had no idea that that would be an option because I hadn't built before. I'd represented a lot of builders, but I hadn't done it myself. So, I mean, that's just an option of when you show up absolutely with you know, 150% conviction of this is what I'm doing, your resources will show up in ways that you had no idea. The last piece to touch on is set up that daily routine. There are a lot of great, you know, books out there. I'll, of course, keep you posted, Mike. I'm working on the book, which will be in regards to the development and this practice, but figure out your morning routine and make sure that you focus on gratitude. You use that three-minute meditation. That's something that you can do before a meeting you're nervous about. You can do it after a stressful client interaction, and you think so much differently when you are calm and coming from that state. And just keep your goals top of mind. You know, Like I said earlier, anything is truly possible if you commit to it and decide that it's going to happen.
1: I agree. Good show. And folks, don't over think this stuff, like you have to be absolutely clear on your mission and know why you're doing it. I think what I got most out of the show, you sort of brought me back down to earth too. Don't do it for uh, the money, do it for the reasons why the money, why you're thinking you want to do for the money. And once you're there, commit to it each and every day, whether that's 10 minutes a day, three hours a day, whatever that calls for, stick with it. And as in anything, when you work at something hard, things eventually come. If you remember, there's a story called the tortoise versus the hare. And the tortoise is very consistent throughout, right? And he ends up winning the race down at the end of the story. Why? Because he got up and he kept the same pace and he just kept on going forward. So I think that's the lesson that we learned from here today. And folks, if you're even thinking about how to get started on video and you need that whole plan, what we just lined up for is exactly what I have for you. We will absolutely find you a video strategy that is appropriate for you. Then we'll script edit, and distribute all your video content for you going forward. So folks, if you're interested in that and how that gets done and how we create all that stuff around your brand, feel free to visit our website, realestatemarketingdude.com. Also, thank you so much for subscribing to the show. We are gonna hit a million views this month or this year or a million downloads and we appreciate each and every one of you guys for, tuning in each and every week because we have great guests like Stacy B on the show. So don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram and follow us on Facebook as well. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, Thank you for listening to another episode and we'll see you guys next week.
0: Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.